0: yeah awesome all right good morning good afternoon or good evening everyone honestly i'm not even gonna pretend like i'm the one hosting it i don't think any of us are we all agreed to come together and here we are so we have with us andy from the deep share podcast brother what's up what's going on and we have brandon from expanding reality how are the both you guys doing awesome i think this is a great gathering the three of us oh Oh, I, uh, this, is, uh, this was been many months in the making, but we got it. So I, I wanted to, if it's okay with you guys, and if you want to take it any other direction, let me know. But the box saga, you want to jump right into it, because I will tell you, unless there's something I'm missing, I have no idea myself what it is. And I, I deliberately did not look it up to learn from you.
1: It's going to be the uh, best th- way to approach this. Andy's got it. Yeah,
2: I think um, we should maybe, like, let's use it. As like a reference point for sure to like branch off of, because I think, because, you know, I found it about eight or nine months ago, probably longer now. I basically found it when Dan 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 and I started becoming friends and I heard him talking about it on his show. And when I heard it, I wasn't really even sure what it was. It was something about a Scandinavian folklore myth or something like that. But then once I started getting into it, what really clicked for me was the phonetics of the root language they talk about, because it's completely, this is their alphabet, what we're seeing on the screen right now. For those listening, I apologize, but you know, check out the video. But yes, this is Alphernus Beton, which is the supposed first alphabet of, the, of humanity, according to this finnish lore um and uh, right all uh, right away we can see that there's uh some really creepy similarities to you know modern day language and supposedly this language was here when people were just doing cave paintings and all that we're talking about taking this idea of like you know, lost history and Graham Hancock's like ships keeps getting older Mm. and just timesing it by a thousand because supposedly box saga starts at the very beginning of humanity. But you know, every, every culture has their myths. So every culture has a fantastical beginning that has no real proof to it. Right. So theirs is very, not only bizarre and a little shocking, at first but then once you start looking at the symbolism of all of it it starts getting really interesting because their origin story for, for humanity is uh the mating of a goat and an ape a Sounds male right to be yeah, yeah. And that's what's really creepy so what's really interesting i'm kind of fast forwarding before i explain a lot more of the Box saga please. but What I'm coming to now, what Dan Unaki Dan is coming to, what we're starting to talk about is that there's these very solid characteristics of, um, you know, the divide and conquer mechanism in our culture, in our society that's always kind of been there. And you look at the symbolism around the most sensitive subjects and it's like the demonic goat symbolism, right? It all comes from paganism well th- we're talking about the root of that not only of that symbolism but also the interpretations of that symbolism and why it's been demonized and all that it's it's a really when
0: you, deep... sorry andy when you say mechanism are you mean like the blueprint of life if you will the blueprint at least of this current whatever you want to call it
2: i would say when we talk about like 13 bloodlines 13 families who's running the show who's behind the gates like who's you know who knows how things were set up And what are their motives? I think the closest we can really come is that at one point or another, I'm not sure if it's all trickery at this point, but at least it seems like the basis for it is this very naturalistic, heathen, pagan, call it whatever you want, that system versus the artificial system. And of course we can reverberate that idea out to our modern world today and see how we have this archaic revival in the truth community a lot of times meanwhile on the other side is this big machine that wants to you know uh, automate everything and it's it's like built out of sloth the basically
1: yeah. yes
2: exactly so when we go back to the the box saga story we kind of get the other end of all the famous religions we've always heard about, and all the history that we've been taught, because there's a Jesus in Box Saga, there is Ra in Bach Saga, he is the first son of the family, mm. and it's interesting how we can take the fall in Western religions, the fall from grace of um Lucifer falling from heaven, um Ra. Let me see if I can get this right. Hopefully Dan will, will check this out and, and be able to verify if I'm, in, if I'm fucking this up. <laughs> the story in Box Saga is that this Ra is the firstborn son. And the king is, of course, upholding the family system. And the family system is very specific with the breeding process, because we're talking about people that at one point were desperately trying to maintain the strongest, smartest, most intelligent. So they were inbreeding culturally, not necessarily directly with family like Hicks or like what they might be doing today because of different circumstances, but more of a cultural like caste system. And uh, each one kind of led into the next and this and that. And it was set up perfectly. But this Ra left the area entirely in the story and became like was the rebel son. And in fact, the prodigal son as well. but, they, but he like basically goes into Egypt and suddenly you're supposed to worship the sun god. The, the first sun instead of the system of of the very specific system that it was already in place in this perfect society that the box saga suggests was going on but i'm jumping a little bit brandon go ahead
1: and you know what's interesting about this and i uh had a guy named jeff drum on and he talked about uh that his hypothesis is that the pyramids were actually chemical factories but one thing that he said in there was how this relates to Advanced peoples coming across another civilization of of maybe lesser advanced technology. I use the example of cargo cults. I think Dave you Mm -hmm. and I talked about that, and so the idea that somebody comes in with higher advanced technology, but they're viewed as gods because they have like guns, you know, and other people didn't, you know, or something really amazing. But one of the things to this would be like perhaps this box saga is the origin of like this race of beings or race of people that actually. Were more advanced for whatever reasons, and we can go crazy on that if you'd like. Well, I can
2: get into that too.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then so they spread out after a cataclysm, or maybe something like that, and then they came out as these beings of light. Basically, when everyone was kicked, you know, they were down, they were shattered, they were uh, uh, trying to regroup culturally, and then these people come in from these different areas that settle in different places because if Ra came from you know, this Finnish lore, of course, and settled in Egypt. We know all about that. We know how it relates to the sun god. Mm. Uh, It's fascinating, man. And so do you think that this is what like Jesus and Buddha and everything, like all of those originate in this and they basically settled on these places?
2: I have a feeling that we are going to all collectively slowly unfold the missing parts that connect Tartaria, the Box Saga, uh, Millennial Kingdom—that uh, Emmanuel and many others talk about—you uh, know—all these, all these things that seem to be on completely different wavelengths, uh, just boom. To me, they resonate across all barriers. They, they're just the same. They they equal each other, and they're different parts of the same damn story for sure. Um, Dan Unaki, Dan just showed me a book that he just got. Um, let me just pull it up real quick because it's very interesting that he brought this up to me just today. It's called Atlantis of the West, the case for Britain's drowned megalithic civilization. And it talks about, uh, Elysium fields from Greece. And it talks about, where does it say, uh, Plato's Atlantis can be identified in these Celtic myths and an ancient Egyptian and Greek myths of an underworld known as the Elysian fields. But yeah, it's just it's crazy how all these different theories seem to go in different directions. But I don't think I think it's all the same damn story. And, and this also this book that he sent me, oh sorry, it also talks about the tilting of the Earth's axis, which is also box saga. Which we can get
1: into, but yeah, go ahead, Brandon. Sorry to cut you off there. No, 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 no. I, I'm mean, just excited because this is so cool. Um, it just I'm talking means- too fast too. Woo. No, you're doing great. This is <laughs> uh, this is amazing. Uh, so no, I was gonna just say because the way that now we're relating history, like we know it's all, we know it was all bullshit. The way that it was formed, and we really, I think, over the past at least couple of years, probably sooner than that, really started to look into this alternative history idea and these Tataria and the, you know, Devil's Tower could have been the huge tree and all this kind of cool stuff. And so um, what's interesting about it, though, is now it is kind of connecting in certain ways or exactly to what you just said. Seemingly disconnected topics are now being formulated into into really neat packages together, just like the UFO phenomena, just right. like simulation versus organic God or something like that or creation. I mean, all of these things are kind of, you know, they make for really strange bedfellows, these ideas, but it, right. they really are coming together in such a really interesting way. It's this as above, so below concept, and then extrapolated out to a lot of different high strangeness phenomena as well.
2: Not too far off from that, uh, you know, supposed uh, ex-military guy talking about pr- uh, Project Looking Glass and yep. how there's some bottleneck that they can't escape they can. and how all of these things are converging and- Like a Faraday cage. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, and uh, um, remote viewers say this as well. There's a certain point that every remote viewer gets to, and they can't see past it. So there's like this barrier, you know. Um, and they don't know if that's because of a collapsed timeline. Um, there's a lot of very interesting things that, like, maybe that's the, the surprise from God. Like, that's the finale, you know, to yeah, where like dude. nobody, even psychics, can see. And I had a conversation that's going to derail, and we'll get right back on. a promise. I just want to plant cool. this seed for whatever. Uh, that maybe the only reason, like, okay, if you think of the observer effect and, like, something has to be here to observe it to do it, okay? The fact that we have a future may only exist because people with psychic abilities are creating our future by being able to see something. You know what Mm. I mean? So this makes just the fact that we exist at all necessary and dependent on people who can visualize the future in any way. Because you just have possibilities and then we have the option to continue to create. That's like the engine that drives everything. It's just that one little tweak in the settings of a few different expressions of source here. It's pretty fun.
0: That works. Perfect. Sorry, go.
1: No, go please. I was just, okay. All right. So
0: as you guys have been uh, conversing, I've been assembling some things that I've personally found stuck out to me. So if I could share my screen with you guys, let's, I've been arranging it in the order uh, to show it to the audience. So we see here, for example, box saga, We see this indent, this line here right now, Mm. if we, for example, take a look here at this line again, I just wanted to get a couple different sources to ensure that that there's accuracy and depiction there so we see this line here now okay. Three things come to mind for me right when I saw this the concept of inversion, why do I say that well okay maybe this is a stretch but the letter Q. I think of the letter Q and the connotations and the abbreviations and the different meanings to it. But before we get there for a second, I think of this, the tether craft, you see how there's an, yes, one right. You see how there's an, there's an indent in the craft and I've, I've gotten some different images from different, um, you know,
1: where else there's that same uh, image, the the dogon, uh, the stone. What is that? The uh, dropa stone. Is that what it was?
2: Is that? Is it like that too? Because I you know was what thinking talking about
1: the dropa Stone.
2: I'm thinking uh, when people are sharing all that crater Earth shit, where there's ooh, so much more yeah. land and beyond the the ice mm. is shaped. There's a bear. There's a there's a pathway through the ice where it's, it's like the it's a summer perfect. Gate. Yes, dude, the. Summer yeah, gate. I know. I'm a
1: big fan. I know. So uh, we're
2: seeing a pattern somewhere.
1: Dude, uh, this for sure and that notch. I'm telling you, there's a stone. Uh, i is know there, i know
0: what you're talking about there's a stone disc i don't know where yes. in the world but there is a stone disc same, yes
1: same thing same. i also
2: had a great conversation with um murph from uh, previously from Realize radio last night and he hasn't done a lot of shows lately but he's very into the color tuning mm. if you guys are familiar with that and <laughs> whether i believe it or not uh that those images were the exact colors that i was supposed to be looking for wow. isn't that crazy wow See, yeah, this
1: works. Uh, so, the, babe, your point on this was perfect man i want to get back mm, to that because this, i like this that is, i got i got i two can tell more, you what it means for the box you you,
0: saga okay okay so hold on uh if you could tell us what it means for the box saga then brandon you go and then i'll lay out my other two things because I, I have it written down so no problem.
2: So uh, vaguely speaking, the let me tell you a little bit about let me just give Dave uh, the kind of background that I gave you, Brandon, because if you could,
0: too, yet. because I think even a fair amount of people in my audience don't even know. So, okay, please, so thank you. I this
2: know. is this is uh, collected. This is collected stories. Well, it's not collected stories. It's one story from one family. But it also matches up with uh, the Lemminkainen Finnish folklore um, that was put together by a man going around to all the different woodland tribes in that area back a long time ago and putting together all the stories that they talk about and creating this mythology that lined up with one another. And Bok Saga does as well. Uh, Bok Saga tells this story of how we got here in the beginning and and how the earth was not tilted on its axis at the time it was straight up and down and what that meant was helsinki finland was the north pole and this is literally where our term hell comes from and we'll get to that because my friend is this what you meant
0: is this what you meant a couple days ago when you told me dave it's a little controversial or uh
2: well, that's the beginning of it. Sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
2: there's a lot of controversy for, so, for sure. Sorry to
0: interrupt you, but that's interesting. That's okay.
2: Um, so yes, we'll get to why it's hell. But um, so in this paradise in the North Pole where the sun was perfectly going around 365, 247, because and everything was growing. So it was garden, it was the garden of heathen, as we like to call it. Um It was um, where the first humans kind of had the all father, the kingdom was up there and every other part of the earth was connected to this all father system where the same system rung out across the entire world. We were all one people in this story. And we were also all tropical because the entire planet was tropical. There wasn't a drop of ice on there. It wasn't cold enough anywhere. Then ragnarok happens and what's interesting is this phrase this term is kept and is is present in norse mythology as the end of the world or what is commonly known as like a destruction by a great dragon so this first cataclysm tilts the earth on its axis and i actually believe the box saga says it tilts the entire galaxy that this is a galactic situation who knows but anyway when this happens ice covers the entire northern hemisphere horrible you know weather changes occur and except for this place in the north this Udenma ma as it was called and notice the udin odin udin ma and it meant the sun it was sun worship it was you know odin was the sun udin was the sun in this place called Udenma ma right in finland where the where uh um, it used to be the North Pole, and now the Earth shifted on its axis. For some reason, the, uh, the Gulf Stream perfectly covers that area, travels right through there. Also, there's a lot of volcanic activity in that region. And apparently, according to the, st- the saga, this kept Udenma from freezing over, unlike the rest of the Northern Hemisphere that was devastated by ice. In a time period called alt land east, as in all land ice, where all of these destroyed ring, concentric ring cities that echoed the All Fathers system at the North Pole originally are always popping up and being found and being called Atlantis.
0: Could I, so, sorry, very quickly, yeah. could these be the same, and I'm just throwing ideas out, the same individuals that may, have, this could be the starting point of, oh, how are there humans in inner earth and how have they survived for so long? Could that have been the initial?
2: Yes, I think so. Because it talks about them living in cavernous areas underground.
0: Oh, it, like my so God. Uden,
2: so Udenma was was unfrozen it wasn't affected by this alt land east period time period this all land ice period but it still was generally speaking it was still friggin cold so they would live uh in caverns a lot of times but also the interesting connection is we have arctic animals and we have arctic people that are all blonde hair and blue-eyed right it's because of this climate right and so the story goes that eventually they, so they survive in this Udenma area, but it's, it's pretty hard, but the rest of the Northern hemisphere is annihilated. It's completely frozen and destroyed and everyone is suffering. There's no, there's no advancement. And so during this time period, and you can imagine this lasted thousands and thousands of years, imagine one group of people being able to, philosophically technologically ethically whatever advance while the rest of the world was just completely stunted now they talk box saga talks about the ice grading the crust of the earth at one point and it talks about the beginning of this the the receding of the ice and eventually this would lead into the flood of course and this is where at least according to saga This is where all these myths come from of these gods coming down from heaven, because this place in the North called hell to them was also, it means heaven. It means completion. It means balance and it means home. So these gods, these shiny ones come down and a lot of times they're even described as Nordics. Of course we get that and we get the inner earth nordics and the aryans and what's interesting about that line of thinking is that when you look at how this original udenma system of the box saga was set up uh it was very aryan because long time after this when the flood happens and when udenma is no longer cut off from the rest of the world and they could finally mingle with the rest of the world this is kind of what what myself and, and Dan and we were kind of wondering if this is where the story of this fall comes from, or this when the Nephilim come down, because we're talking about interbreeding. We're talking about the breaking of this, um, this birthing system, this procreation system that they had kept in place. But what we're also talking, if we step out even further, we're talking again about nature, versus artificial. Another way I would say that, I said it on Twitter earlier today, I said, it's a war between, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, and be the change you wanna see in the world. Neither philosophy is wrong, but they have their extremes. We see that in the elites, because it seems like these two forces are, and Dave, you and I just talked about the two forces. It seems like these are the characteristics of those forces that have a place of knowledge, how things started, how things got kicked off. And I think from one perspective, the saga is very accurate, especially with the the language and how it relates to all of history phonetically, which is Uh, really creepy. If I could
0: say (laughs) pertaining to the concept of hell and how when it's cold and they call that hell if I can make a quick correlation to someone that I think you guys have had on your shows or I know uh, Brandon, you've definitely had Micah on where <laughs> Micah Dank. Micah Dank. Yeah. He paused. He proposes that the concept of hell relative to the Zodiac wheel, which was given to us by whomever possibly what you're saying, Andy, very, very possible that hell was actually wintertime because you couldn't go outside. You couldn't plant, you couldn't crop, you yes. couldn't eat any of that. Um, but brandon did you want to jump in only because i wanted to first off uh, andy thank you so much for oh, no laying problem. that out uh, truly uh but brandon do you want to jump in before i finished off the the other <laughs> yeah absolutely
1: so please, i please. have a couple thoughts on this, and it's just fun because i love this story i love these things and thank you andy and we had touched on this um now one of the interesting parts about this is whenever you talk about like that it was all a centrally heated area and then it was all like this and then all of a sudden there was devastation, and then it only was hot in this one area. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting about this, again, is kind of this idea, and you talk about rings, and you do the as above, so below, and the all-land-is, all-land-ice, atlantis. Mm-hmm. of course, that translates. And so you could see the etymologic, um, etymo- etymological origin of that. And so uh, going from there, though, it, it seems like that could also be an interpretation of I'm not a flat earther. But it's one of these things to where maybe this is this ring system and maybe there's a northern point on this plane and it originates either from above or some sort of toroidal to where it recycles things and produces new things and pushes things out, experiences and comes back in to, to reintegrate and then reintroduce. So it could be that would be viewed as cataclysms to us but from some sort of higher consciousness system all it's doing is rolling this movie of these different interactions in this place with these conditions and then it changes conditions based on whatever but this would be viewed in this way as like this uh, plasma apocalypse as planet x and nibiru um, Mm. nibiru coming back like all of these things can be described in this way but one of the layout things that i'm thinking is when they think cataclysm and they think only warm in this spot Maybe that sun in this system that creates the rings in this extra land idea is the thing heating it up and it moved away so far that this that the people that didn't adapt and the cymatic pattern as it was reforming and as that Sun was moving they call it the migration of species this is one theory about that heavens gate place or the summer's gate in the model uh, and it's mm-hmm. just sort of this ever-expansive thing that as consciousness progresses it expands out in physical rings in this place as we evolve our environment evolves for our evolutionary process as well, so I it's like this it. kind of yeah, it's this kind of step thing. So that's just something interesting to me. Also, the idea of hell being hijacked by an organization that wants to distract you, and so they would make it hot. Yeah, the it first would make sun burn man. forever. When in reality, with the origin story, it was really a cold place, which makes more logical sense to us. Practically, who's gonna sit there and burn forever? Like it's a dumb thing. Like it's a also dumb check composer. it out, dude. I get it.
0: L-
2: literally the expression when hell freezes over comes from this box saga story because it was the only place that didn't freeze
1: see and there you go see (laughs) exactly that's actually perfect so it's it's creepy but it (laughs) it didn't freeze in the way that it was too hot to freeze it was just in a way that it was safe because it was heaven it was an environment that was conducive but again this is an inversion from the systems in place here that want to steer you away in this great deception so yes they would mean that it was hot and you burn forever but really it was the opposite because it leads you even conceptually away from the idea altogether. That's why when you hear this story, you go, no, that's not my hell. My hell's on fire. Yours is cold. Right. So I don't relate to this origin story at all, even though there's probably a shitload of truth in this thing. Well, and the, the, this. there's a
2: whole aspect of this <laughs> that we've completely left out because I'm still researching it. Uh, Dan's still researching it. It's there's more to the story that it, because when this ice age that we talk about happened, even in like realistic, Well, not real. I shouldn't say realistic, but like, you know, the the authorities when they talk about the Ice Age, it wasn't the entire Earth. It was more so in the northern hemisphere. So we have. an. So when you think about this, this original system of tropical races that were all connected using the same systems, give or take, um, you have to think about the entire southern hemisphere and, you know, what. Powers were going on there, and what happened when all of these things met, and that's where, you know, you have a control aspect to history, but then you also have a game of telephone. It's both; it's not one or the other. You know, a lot of people think it's all just ah, it's telephone; it's just coincidence. No one did this on purpose. It's both. It's it's not one or the other, in my opinion. You know, someone knows this fucking setup and takes advantage of that, and I think it's two people. You know, picture two people with a guy in the middle that doesn't know, and they're fucking each other over to make the person, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, you know, Brad did this to you. Dude, uh, I can't say that he's doing the same thing because then it just gives up our whole fucking thing. And we hate each other already, you know?
1: (laughs) You have nailed this for me lately. I have been pointing out so many things that I disagree with in the thing that resonates with me the most as far as like psyops go and all kinds of stuff so yes it is like this but i think that this exists on purpose i you know for just a little bit of philosophical here i think that it exists as a point for you to calibrate i was talking to Uh, Vanessa lagoon her episode will be out on Friday. She's an Australian um, life coach person But what she really is very interested in and she's a she wrote a book called unspiritually spiritual And it's a way more grounded version of this and it's basically what we were talking about was I don't see Archangel Michael But some people do and I'm a fan of that, you know I think it's awesome and I'll I love whenever they say hey Mike Archangel Michael said this about you I'm like hell. Yeah, but I don't see it that way but there are grounded perspectives that come into this so When I get back to the Box Saga, what you were talking about, about the, so if you flatten it out, again I'm not a flat earther, I just think the thing is fascinating. (laughs) If you flatten it out and you think of the center point of this being the North Pole, where this new sun comes from, speed it up tremendously. You would heat up a zone, it would fling out centrifugal force-like to an outer area, there would be a wave of cool in the middle until a new sun came out, like clockwork by the way. And then it spins out, and as it evolved over thousands of years, whatever, there's rings that then concentric out with ice in the middle of them as breaks. So this is where you get the black white black white, hot cold hot cold like this. Ooh, and we're not ready. Representation of duality, yeah, on these huge cycles. And maybe this is what this is, and this is what these cataclysms are. And yes. As those long cycles go, and as this basically iceberg ring moves, you know, with the new sun, and a new sun comes out, and a new iceberg ring moves, it scars the land, it scours yes. you have volcanic activity as well. And who knows what's going on below this? Like, if this right. is this sort of torrid or plane, maybe there's something on the inside, maybe we're on the inside. Who the hell knows? That blew my mind the other day. Somebody was like, We're on the inside of the hollow earth oh, like, oh yeah my yeah that is so cool <laughs> anyway, just so... See, yeah
2: just to look up and see our sun and go oh that's the the thing inside like oh,
1: exactly man. but this yeah, would explain why just real quick and i'll shut up uh this is this is oh. the, this is the would explain maybe why that there was uh that the ice age happened mainly in the northern hemisphere because again if you flatten that out that northern hemisphere would be with a ring glacier is as the new Sun progresses on its way out and then a new Sun comes in and these species then just migrate out this could also be again this is my favorite way to think about this where we get UFOs and all of that they're not from somewhere else they are they're from another ring from a Sun that's been here a lot longer and that's why they have the technology because they're in this zone or area that's technologically crazy but whenever you're on those outer rings you've been through the inner one so you have access to them you can always go back within. Again, it's as above, so below. You go back within. Right. Anyway, like the toroid, like
0: how the toroid field flows in and out.
1: Yes, exactly. it goes back exactly. in
2: on itself.
0: I dude, <laughs> that goes with
2: the Yggdrasil tree too in Norse mythology. We think it, it has a lot to do with toroidal field. Right. You know, it's yes. the most dense in the middle.
1: And know? in my mind, like the older the stories, the less sticking with them has occurred you know mm-hmm. what i mean i mean you've yep. had more time to dick with them but what i mean is their origins at their core if they haven't been really manipulated like interpretationally of course they could have been but mm. really if you could look at it and know there's some truth in there you know of course because that's all they wrote down is what they saw they didn't you know i don't i don't know i be honest with you but that's, it seems in my mind that you would take this a little bit serious that's
2: what i'm very curious to see what happens this summer with the uh, box saga because um it's not obviously just me and Dan and a couple others talking about it here in the U.S. You know we have publications coming out left and right about this Lemkin and horde. So part of the saga is that when the um, first family that had continued all this time, way after the uh, the flood and everything that you know these systems continued and all that, when the Catholic Church. And the strong arm was coming through that area of Finland after it already completely overtook Sweden and completely converted it a long time before that uh, when they were protecting the last, you know, the, the Udenma right in Finland where it was. And uh, the Catholics came in and destroyed everything and killed everybody. But the whole thing is, is that before that happened, the Bokstrom family went and buried, uh, I think it's like 200 miles or could be like, yeah i think it's it's outside of uh, helsinki um this place in the lemminkainen temple supposedly um that eeyore bach the one who you know gave this story to us in the late 80s um he still owned that property you know uh they buried all of their treasures underneath this gigantic temple and purposely buried it you know and uh It was only to be revealed to the world after a certain amount of time. And it's just, it's crazy what it might come this summer because people are, more and more people are joining forces to go help this group of uh, temple diggers that have been faithful to Eeyore's story all this time. And they've been going back there and renting excavators and hiring people and digging and digging and digging. And supposedly they're going to dig it up this summer. They have 1500 people from around the world coming wow. coming to volunteer to help.
1: They did like U- ground penetrating radar and stuff like that. Do they know They that did that with
2: the stuff? most Northern castle in the world. Um, I'm, The name is escaping me right now, but of course it, it draws so many beautiful places in history, like through phonetics with the, even just the name of it. It's going to <clears> piss <throat> me off that I can't remember it, but they did, uh, that ground penetrating radar in that over that, that kingdom up there. And uh, yeah, sure enough, exactly underneath there, there was treasures buried. There was something under there, a structure, exactly how Eeyore had drawn it out for them. Cause there was places all over the place that were, you know, things were buried and and uh, stored away supposedly. Oh, cool,
0: gentlemen. All right, I need. Okay, so while you guys were talking, I cannot thank you enough, and I mean that because I put together a little presentation of what you guys were discussing. So <laughs> nice. I, right? Okay, in 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 order <laughs> to show ever. But, right. What watch watch this watch this is gonna be fun. So <laughs> what you guys are talking about, I believe, is something called intersubjectivity. In philosophy, psychology, sociology, and anthropology, it is the relation or intersection between people's cognitive perspectives. Now, what I find quite peculiar is that if we look at this in a visual sense, I really, it stuck out to me what both you guys were saying. I tried to sketch it out. And so it looks like a mess, but let me explain. This black circle here, right? This represents the intersubjectivity of people's thoughts relative to some type of blueprint that we were speaking of earlier then the green rings on the outside represent what brandon was speaking on pertaining to cymatics and the ice and how things are stopped and stagnated and this red purple and blue that seem all squiggly and random are literally squiggly and random because they represent one's sovereign thoughts uh, individually individually respective to their fractality of the source so what happens is that there are certain thoughts that do intersect and that pool and the rest of them simply do not and why do they not well i'm not saying i know it's just a proposal so if we stick with intersubjectivity again going back to the concept of how the initial again what, what was this called this circle here andy it's
1: the alphabeta, right
0: uh, well so that's their sound like system.
2: yeah that's their alphabet and it's literally called alferness bitten yeah. which okay. when you look at the where if you look up where alphabet comes from it's fucking bullshit what you're gonna find okay of course fair. they're gonna say it goes back to from the latin
0: i got you got you right
2: <laughs>
1: just can simply do better wanted, and it's right you know, here so
0: we see also here, know that
2: they were dominating you know
0: got yeah. you right right History is told by the the winners yeah exactly uh so we see here the indent of this here now okay we spoke about uh if we go back here of course just as another source we talked already about the, the the concept of the tether and what's interesting however before i go on from this is that over time over hundreds of years of eyewitness documentation and, and scriptures and all of this the consistency has been the same pertaining to the descriptions of the visuals. Now, I'm not saying that's what it is. And there's been stagnation in development, just that that's what we see, which again, going back to the concept of that intersubjectivity seems to be within that black circle. And I'm just using the color black, actually, maybe not so ironically. But anyways, point being, now, if we head over to this concept of Q here. So we see, for example, that again, like you said, Andy, the ISO basic Latin alphabet. There we go. Now, I, when we look here at e- Egyptian, Phoenician, Greek, Etruscan, Latin, the stick or the whatever you want to call it of the cube there is is on the outside rather than the inside. To me personally, this speaks to a concept of, again, inversion using intersubjectivity to keep us within this type of trap or or whatever you would want to call it right okay now before i uh, speaking of the 13 bloodlines the nephilim dna all of that i would dare to say the reason it all occurs within here is because whatever you want to call it we're a a science lab we're a, a zoo or whatever you want to say now I can't believe I'm actually quoting uh, t- uh, Jim Semivan pert- uh, pertaining <laughs> to this, but uh, former, for those who don't know, former 25 uh, years CIA clandestine agent, he said on a podcast recently, he goes, think of, for example, if you are a micro to a microbacterial, a little bug on someone's skin, but that's in to perspective, the micro, the macro, that's all, you know, now imagine if, for example, relative to the, the, the person, they're getting a needle, an injection of whatever. And, to the to the little bug that's some big thing coming from the heavens that's some big rod of we don't know what coming into our world again perspective now to top it all off uh let me make sure yeah okay i got that now to top it all off this right over here you could see that i'm going to be applying to the uh the school of, of Dude, arts this and thing. Is and awesome! Me. Oh yeah. Please
1: send me this. I want to hang them on my fridge. I will print these out and put them right on the roof. Oh, and also, so if, I, if
0: I could say this was actually on a Zoom call I just did. But again, if we're in a Faraday cage, all of the other light spectrums are bending around it. Yep. Which also, yep. by the way, does this not also remind us of what happens when you shoot a um, when you point a laser beam at a, at a UFO? The light bends around it because it's voiding the current grid of the intersubjectivity blueprint that we're in. And Dude. interesting. Right. And then this also speaks to cymatics, because let's just say to your point, Brandon, to what you even said on Twitter a couple of days ago, the clip you put out about uh, I, I really thought about that deeply the last 48 hours about if we're meant to be here. F- fantastic. But the question has become for me, at least, is there a force that is stopping us in the center here from I don't want to say ascending, but advancing towards these other layers? This is my only question in general, so to speak. Now pertaining to the concept of the light spectrum I want to bring up as well that it's been postulated that Einstein thought the speed of light was a limit, apparently it's not a limit it's a threshold it's a doorway, it's a threshold to the to the quantum state if you want to call it, which apparently, if we are in some type of Faraday cage or trap or something like this, there is a way out right here, but very few of us know it now again i'm not saying that this is the only way i'm just postulating now one last thing i want to say is that pertaining to the concept of again when i see the 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 tick on the inside i think of self sovereignty inversion focusing inside focusing on yourself one thing i find quite interesting is that hold on here we go i drew this okay so what we see here is i brandon knows so this for example let's say this is supposed to be a full- on circle, Andy. My drawing is fantastic is fantastic, just so you know. Now, <laughs> this can represent, you know the hermetic principles as above, so below. This is supposed to be a C, the conscious, the unconscious, whatever you want to call it. the p- even we can even say the people at the top that don't believe in what we're discussing or don't even ideologically open their mind to it and then people here like us that do all we need is for and this is just an, a speculative idea is for an intermergence between people on this side and people on that side of the intersubjective belief to merge and you have that center point which scientifically salvatore de Pez recently said when it came to creating a void around certain craft like a, a plasma field is via the plank the plank scale now this is what i find interesting pertaining to the plank scale because with the plank scale it's almost as if they don't want us to know when i say they intelligence academics all of this there is a vortex that shoots out on the other end like a squirt gun into another dimension which would corroborate mr frederick Portugal's spectroscopy work in far distant space where you can see a craft coming in in like a squirt gun way and i'll show, i'll draw it out very quickly literally like this it's shooting okay it's shooting out and this would be again the vortex going in You see what I'm saying now before? uh, Sorry, one last thing. Again, I want it. This is the same thing, except just vertically instead of horizontally. Because again, I think of the toroid field. Interestingly enough, I think of the way in which UFOs, uh, their craft work too. Now, okay, this is what really gets me excited, generally speaking. So I'm going to erase this. Okay, now we then have this center point, like in the middle here right the quantum state the pineal gland the plank the vortex just like when they say you want to astral project you need to catch yourself right before you fall asleep between the conscious and the uh, and the unconscious now what i also find really neat is that you know in science they say well how do we collapse the wave remote viewing seems to collapse the wave fantastically because again when we have a wave like this and you collapse, first off i think of naga the dna double helix and then but if you collapse. Right. Now, if you collapse the wave, you have a strict, straight charge, if you will. And that's what you have here on this. My stick, man, the human body thing. This is what it is supposed to be. I would dare to postulate. This is what it currently is. Kundalini. Right. Okay. I'm done.
1: (laughs) Dude. Uh, well, first of all, I just have to say that I'm actually a little bit concerned because these shows just keep getting better and better. and better. This, <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> this is how <laughs> this is fucking
2: great. Yeah, so it. this one, this one should not be behind a paywall. To be honest, I think this one should be. I know we were talking no. about kind of doing a Patreon show together, but maybe at least give this one out. I don't know. This is this is some hot hot shit. If right you here. don't, if you don't mind, <laughs> if I could just keep no. it
0: for two, three days for the members and then take it public. If sure, sure, sure. Thank, sure. thank you. think
1: I'm not gonna get to it for <laughs> my <laughs> my anyway. Uh, so I want to do that. F- in that's something we were talking about giving people a glimpse into this anyhow. So that, yeah, this, you know yeah, what, then, yeah. you know
0: what, let's, let's I, I think that the jive here, this is perfect. Let's do that. Hell yeah.
1: days hell here, yeah, we'll yeah. throw this out for freezies for everybody so that you could see kind of a setup of what this whole thing has been about. Love how it. and Yeah. This, and it's not going to be stuff.
2: just box saga by any means, but this is just something that I wanted to bring oh, Dave into. It's a perspective that we need to at least have on the table with, along with everything else. And by the way, I never explained what that, symbol meant in box saga
0: please please i never got to
2: it because i wanted to give you all the background and everything
0: thank you so i
2: hate to bring it back to dicks but you know so this interesting thing about our alphabet or the alphanus beton or you know any of them they're all made out of rings and poles or half rings and half poles put together in different ways but it's always this symbol of a ring and a pole. And this, according to box saga was literally because of the North pole and this pole literally coming out of it, supposedly in one way or the other, but also it was talking about now keep this language. The way it was created was from the inside out. So when this language started to take form, it literally echoes out in concentric rings that's how this language is it's nuts i can read a little passage about it if you guys don't mind please, please 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 okay the saga differs in that it lays on top of what is called the sound system which is similar to a mathematical matrix that controls what is true and what is not true in the saga This particular matrix is formed by the root language, a language in which every sound has a meaning and a mark, all syllables words and sentences are combinations of these building blocks of meaningful sounds, since the meaning of the sounds are fixed and cannot be altered, the saga can be passed on to the next generation without any change in its purest form. Just as mathematics is the language in which the natural cohesion between numbers is described and can be thus passed on, so is the root language, the natural means of describing the Bach Saga. When in symphonic music, a discordant note is played, you can immediately hear it is not in harmony. The same is true for spoken words that do not fit into the box saga. When names of, or facts are given that are not in harmony with the sound system, we know it does not fit into the story and it is fictitious. The sound system is carried by this root language. So this symbol of the, the circle and the pole, is also it's it's fractal because it's also a penis and a vagina, as yeah. are a lot of occult symbolism carried on like that anyway. Uh, it's literally about creation, it starts there, it goes from there, it, it it goes on and on from there. We're talking about think of we talk about fractal stuff a lot, all three of us. So picture not just an individual being a baby or a little child, picture the human race being a little baby or a little child. So you're seeing things for the first time. You're literally not only creating this language from the inside out, but that's because you're experiencing things from the inside out. This is why creation is so central. We're literally hearing the perspective of the, of the first experience of being human kind of, which is really intense. And I know that I've experienced it on a psychedelic level and, and made weird connections. I had a, I had a memory pop up from a, well, I had a psychedelic experience of finding out about some hidden story that was like hiding inside syntax itself. And I came out of it and nobody believed me, of course, and I didn't believe me. And I thought I was just crazy. then 20 years later, I find the root language, which is phonetically, it, it, it carries into every language, every pun you hear is root language so this pole symbol with everything it's it's everything it's it's the combination of the two forces again it's crazy and it's also where they get mathematics because it's literally where they can judge like the sun it's where we get the sundial and and it just it's crazy man it touches all of these little things If that is any explanation, I know it's kind of all over the
0: place. It certainly is. But, Brandon, you want to go first? The thing I fucking
1: loved about this was is that it's interwoven in a sound system, like a coded language, like like it's a cryptic language within itself. So, like, as they speak it, they can tell which parts of it are true is what the actual quote was. So this Mm -hmm. is what's interesting, too, is so even if they're telling someone about it, people who aren't initiated that don't know the language in the way that people who they're communicating it to – would receive it if that all made sense. They wouldn't know, and they wouldn't get it in the way that in which it was supposed to be received. So they wouldn't see the truths in it, and anything they spread from that or believed from that wouldn't have been right. Hell, right. for example, being hot instead of cold—that's like a—it's—it's <laughs> it's woven in within this tapestry of language.
0: Temporal so versus not- non-temporal. Yeah. Also,
1: it's
2: they say in the saga the you know the language fell when the uh, the black ink hit the white paper
0: because, it because as be soon spoken. as that
2: happened yeah it couldn't be spoken the sounds are what's important because it's resonance it's because and that's why we can look at puns now or this word magic that we all like to talk about you know the we wake up and say good morning and it's like oh that's inverted and you know it is that that may not be connected to root language necessarily but it's interesting that puns are the lowest form of humor Meanwhile, its phonetics is the key to understanding what I consider this, what this is, what this story is, and how they're telling the story of how the force, and we can call it the Catholic Church, and they call it the Catholic Church, but I think we all know that it's something much more primal inside the human ego or the human consciousness of the culture or whatever this being is that we're a part of that's what was happening. You know what I mean? Like it was a force that overtook this and, and shrouded everything away. And this was the tower of Babel where we had this root language that supposedly was all over the earth. You know, it's pretty crazy. So we had natural cataclysms that, that fucked it up. But then we also had, you know, this force coming in that wanted everything clothed the sexuality. My God, that's what's demonized most about the pagan world, of course, from the Catholic side. So it's like this is part of this is the root of that. No pun intended.
1: See, I they, oh, please, no, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead.
0: Uh, I was gonna go on one of my tangents again, so you probably okay, best go quick. first. Yeah.
1: So uh, back to what you said though uh, about things. Shit, I lost it. Uh, <laughs> being connected. Uh, fuck it, I phonetics, lost it. If I, if I find it again, it was phonetics. I honestly lost it. That's okay. Uh, It's okay. Go ahead. As as I'm rambling,
0: please. Yeah. All right. So (laughs) I got a, I got a little bit of speaking of which oscillations and all of that. All right. Enhancement, uh, neuroscience.org enhancement of gamma oscillations indicates preferential processing of native over foreign phonemic contrasts in infants. Now, what's interesting here again, is that I wonder, and this is just an intuition thing as I'm, as you're speaking, Andy. I wonder if they spoke with their lips. I wonder if it was telepathy from the get-go and then the 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 writing of it if you will was just out of a visual representation of that telepathy and again it it seemed as though when you talked about harmonics and oscillations and all and acoustics I thought of personally acoustic levitation or you know something of the sort which interestingly enough seems to be directly correlated with remote viewing we now know that because Hal Pudoff has come out and stated that again as it pertains to um EKGs and and uh, all of this now for if we go to pubmed.ncbi.nlm. What you guys know what it is: yeah. <laughs> cortical processing of phonetic and emotional information in speech, a cross-modal priming study. So the current study employed behavioral and electrophysiological measures. Again, electromagnetics this concept of that now to investigate the timing localization and neural oscillation characteristics of cortical activities associated with phonetic and emotional information processing of speech what i find interesting is that localization this reminds me of entropy and negentropy entropy pertaining to again quantum physics and locality of perspective via that of the dual slit experiment not only this but this reminds me again of the i i uh, canceled the tab but the um the the faraday cage and the, the fishbowl or the fish tank and the light bending around it so we have this in addition to electrophysiological measures of of what they're investigating here again what's so interesting about electromagnetics and, and all of this is that there seems to be within particularly the pineal gland something that is what many have claimed not me but claimed is a uh piezoelectric or piezoelectric activation which again going back to the way in which these crafts seem to operate these crafts seem like a nuts and bolts uh tin can version of us in my opinion and i wonder if again if we go here back to the concept of oscillations and and all of this if there is a direct correlation and i'm just speculating if they bring up harmonics and oscillations so avidly I just, I mean, I think of Tartaria being wiped out within an instant because of some type of direct energy oscillation, allegedly, or an acoustic thing that apparently spread across everywhere. And I wonder if that was the same for uh, the box saga, except going back to the concept of that that tick down it, down in the center was a peaceful revelation or result because of the inversion concept. Do you, you see what I'm saying? I know I'm a little all over the place, but... The
1: yeah, I like the marking of a golden age, like right. the Aquarius, like what we're going through now. Like we would mark this time with an inverted Q, not an ex exfer- exerted one. Right, right. That was right. the great age of deception? I'm, again, I'm just throwing ideas. Out. Yeah, I love it. It's it's an excellent uh representation. I love the symbolism there. That makes sense because yes, we're looking within. That's a within period. That's a harmonious period. Right. When you're external, yeah. when you're looking without, when you're looking for outward validation, outward joy, happiness outside of yourself, it always fails. That's where the great deception lies. I remembered what I was going to say, by the way. So something that you said earlier was fascinating to me. Um, I'm going to get to it in a second, but also something you said that was fascinating to me was when you had the ring up with the line in the middle with the two um, portions on either side, and you said, they don't know, and we do know, and we're pulling each other to the middle. I think that's half true. I think the people in the middle are the ones that don't know. I think that the people... But the that all people know here, most people know here, the two in the represented top and bottom, the most extremes know exactly what's going on or at least know what's not true. Some may say exactly what's going on, like let's say the elites. Now they know that, but they use that knowledge against us to say and gaslight us into saying that that's not what's true. Right. So they're actually hijacking the concept and pulling people from a different direction. But ironically, they're pulling us all closer to this direction, it's kind of like, Your higher self, again, Andy, to your concept of zooming out just one more, that the dark and the light, the dualistic forces here, these bad people, whatever, uh, kind of have something in their hands and they like want you to guess, but really the bad people, after a while, if you're not guessing properly, they'll kind of go. And they do this in the form of destabilization. So they'll shake things up a little bit and they'll rock things. And so there's this inverted process here again to this either or concept and that's like what i was talking about the other night This either or maybe it's not just either or maybe there's a third option and i think that that's yeah, what yes. our discernment here based on those two options is here to grant us you'll resonate between the two until you find the middle like the vortex that you were talking about about the ufo coming out of it man there's a focal point there's like a either or but then there's this triad that's what maybe the trinity is all about like all the symbolism to it now, back to something that you did say that was also awesome, is uh, that's not what it is, but that's what we see. Now, this is something mm. fascinating. My wife shared a quote from David Bowie about uh, UFOs, and it was about that he said that maybe that's not what they look like at all. He said maybe that's our mind's way with that alternative, alternating reticular system, reticular activating system, my apologies, uh, that really just fills in the gaps for shit that you don't understand. It'll kind of make something up. Information
0: and- processing
1: exactly right and so maybe what we're seeing here is and but that quote that you said maybe that's that's what it is but that's not what we see you know what i'm saying so like we see one thing but it's maybe completely different and this is why maybe ufos appeared completely different to people and again it's all oh kind of oh my together. god
0: i speaking of which so hold on if i could say very yes. quickly yes all right oh, hold on uh, not that i was actually trying to do a circle hold on uh the the intersubjectivity thing here let me see one second do, do, exactly do.
1: that's what I was saying. Back to your circle deal with the rings with everything. And so okay. you're given an environment that's distorted from an area, you're able to calibrate. Yeah. There right. You go.
0: Okay. Now I wonder, are you saying that, for example, by finding that middle ground, again, the black circle representing intersubjectivity of our of um, others' thoughts, if you will, this black circle increases in size and overlaps and replaces the green rings. Yes. Right, which speaks so to it
1: ripples out like a like ripples on a pond
0: oh my gosh so what ends up ha- you
1: extrapolate out atlantis you know it's visually represented oh my gosh
0: right so then say the black replaces the green and then now this black is the new represent so then we yep. become more of a collective consciousness and then holy crap and then wow. a new ring
1: appears from the middle out because it keeps resonating out it's so a this vortex is and
0: it's the exactly. toroid
1: field because it keeps yep. coming
2: man we Maybe. need dan winter in here with us right now <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> have
1: him hop in on the next one that'll be fun oh my we'll god we'll just keep adding people like a That's like a song that adds movie. instruments we to it like... we'll just add someone else to this conversation next time we keep it going
2: we should frame this as like like a science project did so, you guys ever see that '80s movie My Science Project? That was great. Oh,
1: I saw Weird genius. Science from the '80s. Yeah, weird Science was great. Equally great, Bill Paxton. Real genius. Was we should, uh,
0: we should call that the name of the series.
2: <laughs> my science, science, science Project. Um,
0: our, no, our Science Project.
2: <laughs> our Science Project. <laughs> I'm just kidding. um I actually kind of <laughs> yeah. like it. It's, like Bill Paxton. Yeah. Okay. Very homegrown. Uh, what
0: was I was mean, it doesn't have to be just that, but yeah. Oh my gosh, this, like that. on so many. So, different then you can think yeah. of
1: it. think of the rings then as experiential levels of consciousness, and maybe the like that we continue to um, fractals 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 yeah absolutely fractals right. maybe we reincarnate let's say in a physical form but those forms change as the ring evolves and you're kind of in this team basically that's on this evolutionary process together and we're all kind of moving out and it's destabilizing and it changes new rings appear from the center and push out because those are now new experiential realms and cultures and people and, that and are having different from
0: experiences. a 3d perspective on the top corner here if this is the toroid field it's just going in yep. and out and in. Yep. right okay wow um
1: and we're kind of skating on top of this place you know consciously and then we just reincarnate 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 and then our time's over and then we cycle through something else and then we reincarnate wow. reincarnate reincarnate well- reincarnate
0: I did want to ask you guys something if there were, if, if again, not to put both you guys on the spot during the recording, but for the sake, (laughs) for the sake of the, uh, for this being the first episode and stuff, I hate to be the party pooper. Would we be able to to cap it soon? Simply because I think we've covered so much that the audience (laughs) needs to get as a public episode. It's like, Whoa. So you know what I'm saying? We covered a lot, but I do. I don't mean to run the, it's not my show. I don't mean to run the thing. I just just want to, no, I totally Amazing. agree. That's totally that's cool, totally cool.
2: fine as a little intro. You know, this was heavy, heavy duty shit, and also like I just want to clarify, like the box saga. I I mean, it's one perspective. It's
0: oh yes, just of course, one
2: perspective. Of but course. I mean, it's a very convincing one on some levels, you know. And right. I think it it's just another important piece to our puzzle, and that's right. that's really what we need to focus on. And what it'll what it'll tell us about our history because that's really what we want to find out. And I think, you know finding out what this uap situation really turns out to be this phenomenon as it's i think it's branded to, now to, yeah uh it's like you know it speaks to everything we've ever questioned you know so it's it's not it's just it's it's nuts and bolts but then it's not nuts and bolts right. but it's all you know in the saga there's almost no spirituality to it the spirituality mm. itself is being human and it's it's very occam's razor and so th- there's a good way of, of learning from that perspective, regardless of what we all want, you know, decide to pay attention to elsewise. Like I love the UAP phenomenon situation going on, but there as comes as dramatic point, as it is in um, certain some circumstances. <laughs> like I still, you know, it's ever since I was a kid. So I can't let go of that necessarily, but I do think all of our historical mythological stories, I'm starting to believe that those were at least, human-based stories right
0: that's wow that's so well said because when you think when you look at it it's like okay it seems as though that the uap thing then expands to extrasensory perception which then makes you uh, think okay paranormal and then it comes to this stuff it's like exactly there's a whole court like brandon said it's like the the toroid field it just all can exactly yeah dave Uh,
2: you and i have talked at length about how like a lot of ufo sightings the ufo fades in and out when it, when it disappears oh. or appears somewhere it's yeah. almost like a frequency coming in and out so obviously we're dealing with something more than just nuts and bolts but when it's in our frequency it's has to have a logical explanation
0: right by the laws
2: of physics it has to but outside of this frequency it doesn't need to
0: accord in that way right it so so in the in the accord to this density exactly yeah
2: this density has bolts and nuts and computers and propulsion systems and you know you know it's it's, i couldn't
0: i i couldn't agree more it's put it's using vacuums to pull from other yeah
1: and think about roger rabbit Okay. Um, They were animated and walking around with normal people. It's kind of that equivalent.
2: Dude, this is very psychedelic for me because, you know, as you're coming out of a psychedelic trip, all the things that were so real suddenly become just normal things again or they fade. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Right. Wait a minute. I was convinced on a level that is unmistakable and that's how i got into the whole witness stuff you know with connecting all these areas because they all make sense together you know
0: right speaking of uh making connections and all that could you guys please tell my end of the audience where you guys could be found andy
2: go ahead the deep share podcast i'm at the deep share on everything uh yeah youtube Um, I am on Rockfin, but I still haven't put anything on there (laughs) I'm just busy man I'm doing a lot of stuff but yeah uh, find me over at the deep share and yeah reach out say hi
1: argue with me say you know (laughs) whatever and Brandon before I deeply share I just want to say Andy on uh, Dave and I's behalf uh, both of us you know talked a lot about getting a first guest on this you know so happy that that it's you and we Hell, yeah. Uh, yeah. talked a lot about this and we had discussed and i brought a box saga and so we're grateful that it's you so your perspective is what we wanted your insight is why you're here so thank you for providing that dude you're a fucking badass and we love you oh
2: i appreciate being a part of it
1: brothers Hell and, yeah. and brandon
0: yeah. if you could tell uh my audience where you could be absolutely
1: found. i can be found of course at uh, expandingrealitypodcast.com just go there it links to everything else boom
0: awesome and just and for YouTube, you guys if by the
2: way our fucking right. houses and i always feel like fun you know i'm just so glad that i get to be in these kinds of conversations where the, I, where i can really cut loose and just really theorist. oh you
0: said you two know? are powerhouses oh i thought you said yes. youtube is a powerhouse that's why i'm oh, like fuck right that. Oh, no. getting that. we're getting away from that i was like, what? I was like okay it makes sense all right that but, dude yeah, no, no, it's you, just you, great
2: because i can just fly off the handle and you guys can catch it wherever it goes which is great. oh
0: i see what you're saying we get yes, the shit out of this you know not, that's you this <laughs> we're like
1: yes and you know not yeah, to stay in that man. train of
0: thought but that speaks again to the concentric circles the intersubjectivity it all comes back i love the Ways. Before before I tell your guys audience if it's cool uh, where I could be found, I do want to mention as, as a friendly reminder for those on audio on wh- whatever platform when this goes public. Uh, again, we've sort of impromptuly agreed to make this a sort of teaser for our paywall series that all of us will have on our respective platforms. It won't be exclusive to any one of us. So I just wanted to give a friendly reminder for the public. Um, I'm personally going to take it public either Friday or Saturday at the latest, uh, if that cool. works. And Thanks. right. So I could be found at uh, Generation Z ZED podcast on Podbean. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. I will be on soon. Uh Rumble, Rockfin, the whole thing. And also uh Patreon.com slash generation Z uh is where you of course you can support the show, extra content, all that kind of fun stuff. So without further ado, guys, this has been absolutely amazing and we'll catch you all next time around. Thank you, guys.
2: Thank you guys for listening.